Hello everyone, you're very welcome to Playboard Northern Ireland's brand new podcast. My name is Maria McBride, I work in marketing and communications at Playboard and I'll be your host for this first episode. Uh, for those of you who may not know us very well, Playboard Northern Ireland is the lead organisation for the development and promotion of children's play in Northern Ireland and we have just celebrated our 35th year. So coming up over the next few months, we hope to um, invite along a few different guests to discuss a whole wide range of topics, but all things relating to play. Um, if there's any particular topics you would like um, us to discuss, anything of particular interest, please let us know and we will give out the contact details at the end of the podcast. So without further ado, let's get started. I am delighted to welcome along today's guest, uh, the very first guest, of our new podcast, Peter McCartney. Peter Yay! is. <laughs> Hi guys. Peter, Peter is wearing a lovely hat. If <laughs> you can't see him, obviously. Um, Peter is trading coordinator at Playboard, and um, today he's going to touch a bit about his past experience working um, in play, um, so a little bit on careers. And really, this is just an introduction to the podcast and give you a flavour of what we'll be discussing in the months to come. So, Peter, thanks very much for agreeing to come along today and share your You're words. You're very welcome. Share your words of wisdom. We're going to start with an easy question. <laughs> <laughs> an easy question, which I know um, you frequently ask when you're out and about training. Um, what is your favourite play memory from childhood? Oh, wow. <clears throat> that is a good question. I mean, it's a really good question. Because some people say that they, you know, that they're not experts in play. I, I said to somebody yesterday, "You are an expert in play because whenever you were a child, you used to play." In we're all, somewhere. we're all everybody, experts in play. Yeah, everybody has some expertise in play. I mean, I was, I was lucky when I was young. Uh, on two counts, really, I, I, I'm a twin, uh, so I always had a, a kind of playmate, which was, which was always great to know that there was somebody else there with similar ideas and interests and so on, similar size. In fact, very similar person. Very uh, similar. <laughs> so that, that was quite good. But also we had, behind my house, was an old railway line, you know, which was like our playground, really. It was fantastic. You know, we used to go up, run up and down. We used to have fights with people across the way, you know, and uh, <laughs> I remember having a stone fight with a, a, a group of kids across the way. And getting hit in the eye with a stone, oh. and like being absolutely mortified, not 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 just because I got hit in the eye with a stone, but because it was a girl that threw the oh. stone. So I, I, and we used to build, uh, we used to build dens in there, and there's a wee river where we go up and catch wee spricks and slide down banks and so on. Great, so adventurous so, so, outdoor you know, play. Favorite play memories from there, you know. But you know, being on the beach in Bali and. Bally Castle or Port Salon in, in uh, Donegal and playing football. Me and my brother used to play football all the time. Uh, and uh, and that, you know, some great memories doing things like that there. I Did remember ever... we, we played in the beach and my dad had driven his car down on the beach and uh, <clears throat> and I got stuck. This is in Port, Port Salon and I got stuck. So he had to go get a farmer to pull the, to pull the car out of <laughs> the tractor. And it got dark while he was away. So we turned the lights on in the car and played football, as far as we were concerned. At it was Wembley, great fun. <laughs> on their floodlit football, first time ever. Bob. Did you ever play tricks on people? You're identical twins, aren't you? 
we are identical twins, but we're we're much too we we're, we're not that mischievous. We would never ever <laughs> think. No, in fact, <clears throat> I went in one day and uh, and he's a, he was the principal of a primary school, and I went in and took assembly in his uh, in his school one day. Did you? <laughs> not teachers, not none of them are Great. Brilliant. Um, so can you tell us a bit um, about play, the whole concept of play, um, and why it's so important for children and young people? I mean, what, what, I, what, I, mean, I, I, I would say plays. There's a wee quotation that says, play is what children do when they're left to their own devices. And I, I, love, the, I love that definition because, because it sums it up really well. It, it, it's obviously what children in here, intrinsically in here, want to do. So whenever there's no other requirement, nothing else making them do other things, they, that's when they're really playing. So uh, I, I, like it's, it's dead important for kids. I would say that for children, it is the most important thing they do. Some people think it's what you do when, when you've got nothing better to do, but I think it is the better thing to do. So, so it's, 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 uh, it's, it's important for their development. It's important for their social skills. It's important for their society and so on. But most important of all, it's important because it's fun. You know what? <clears throat> when we think of our childhood, and you know the summer, and you know leaving in the house, leaving the house in the morning, going outside, you didn't run outside and go, ah, oh, great, <laughs> an opportunity for me to develop my social, physical, intellectual, mm-hmm. creative, cultural, emotional needs. You went out to play because it was fun, <laughs> and that uh, here, how 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 important is that at the moment? Do you know for Absolutely. kids to have a bit of fun? Well, for us all, but especially yeah. kids to have a bit of fun. And to have a kind of sense of well-being and and joy, not creating it for joy. Play enables kids to experience joy. That's lovely. <laughs> I'll write that down. I'll make a note. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, were you a very playful parent? Would you say, with all your knowledge of play? <laughs> you know this. You know the story. You do now because you told your wee medical and take one. <laughs> uh, the story of. Uh, <laughs> Of the shoemaker's daughter, you know, who never made any <laughs> No, shoes. I've never heard that story before. <laughs> uh, except for uh, <clears throat> The shoemaker's daughter who never made any shoes for her. I, you know, I don't know whether I was a particularly playful parent. I, I think I was. Uh, uh, <clears throat> probably, I mean, the kids' birthday parties and so on, we would have gone out and not, we wouldn't have seen videos or done, you know, hired somebody. Or, we would have gone out in the park and we would have played games. We would have played a worm hunt, or we would have played keywords or something like that. There, so the kids had always fun uh, birthday parties with a camper van. So we'd always we'd be going away from all, all their lives. Really, we had a camper van. Uh, my mother-in-law was going to report us to social services because we were taking the kids in the camper van everywhere. But you know, they used to wake up in forest parks and so on. Sure, well, not fab. Sounds idyllic. Absolutely brilliant. So, so um, playful what, parent, uh, I I'm sure. Oh, I mean, I used to play. I still do play tricks on them. Uh, uh, you know, like April Fool. Yeah. Oh, we know you do that. <laughs> I <always> remember. <laughs> now they weren't that young at this age. They weren't young at this age. They weren't young when they did this. But uh, I remember saying to the kids the night before, "Listen, there's going to be a, a, an eclipse tomorrow of the moon and the sun uh, <clears throat> at the front of the house." So. 
So we, we need them, you know, before it'll happen before going to school, but we need them to go to the front room and, and the curtains will be closed because it's important you don't look at not. So uh, we all went in the front room, but they had sunglasses on. No, they got them on. <laughs> And then, uh, and then I opened the curtains and I had on a big sheet of paper drawn a picture of the moon and the sun <laughs> over it. <laughs> still, they still very... talk about that as a kind of bit of fun. So, <clears throat> I mean, if play is fun, then we had good fun. As children, we had good fun. That sounds like it. Um, <laughs> so what about um, advice for parents then? Um, do you have anything in particular? that you would advise them about being more playful or not worrying about their children um, kind of getting enough activities and um, things to do in their free time? Yeah, I mean, I mean it's tough being a parent now. I mean, <clears throat> on lots of accounts, on lots of accounts. You know, we're worried about kids travelling too far. We used to go wherever we wanted, but now kids are restricted and as far as they can go. As a parent, <clears throat> we kind of feel that in order to be a good parent, we'll have to Program the kids. You know, we have to organise every minute of their time. <clears throat> and if you don't organise, if there's a wee gap anytime, you you're not being a good parent. Rubbish. Yet they they need time to play. They need time to be left to their own devices. So so I definitely give kid uh, uh, the advice. One advice I give to parents is give your kids time to play. Give them time to get bored, because if they get bored, then they're more likely to play. They'll invent games and that's invent what... play for themselves. And sure, that's the best play of all. That's the play, if we think about whenever we were children, it was the play that we invented ourselves that was the bestest play of all. So give kids time to do that and, and, and permission to do it. I mean, Playboard, we would talk about time, space and permission. You know, permission to make a noise or permission to, to get dirty. Yeah. You know, so get their uniforms off. Allow them to get dirty. Allow them to have fun <laughs> and give them the space to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so what about your previous roles in Playwork then and how has that led you to um, lead the Youth of Play project in Playboard? Well, my earliest role in play was as a child when I played. That was mm-hmm. my earliest role. And fortunately, that's the case for us all. We all, mm-hmm. you know, we all have that in there. We're all... We're all former players and hopefully current players as well. <clears throat> so I was always in the play. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, I kind of wanted, was interested to work with kids. Uh, I did some stuff when I was young with community holiday organisation and, and then got a job as a play worker. Best job ever. Got a job as a play worker. And, and with a council. And that was great, you know, uh, and then I went and did some other training and uh, as youth uh, training youth youth and community work, and did some youth work stuff in a in a YTP program, and it, within the college. And it was while I was in the college, somebody the, the the head of the department came to me and said, "Didn't you used to work in, in a play centre?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "Well, Playboard, an organisation called Playboard, are interested in developing some training for play." Play leaders, we were called in. Uh, would you be interested? Oh, absolutely. So we de- we developed in partnership with Playboard. Belfast Met was Robert Stanley. Was it Belfast, developed the first courses in in, in playwork and uh, and from then on, we you know that was a wee foundation course, and then 
And then the level two, the level three, and the level five came on board as well. So I've always been involved in play, play work and play work training. I mean, play is the most important thing. I think that that children do. So people who make play happen have the most important job in the world. And the, and what what we were trying to do in the Belfast Met, as we are in Playboard, is to try and help people to do that better as well as they can so that the kids get the best quality play that's possible for them in their setting, in their environment. So in terms of the play worker role then, what training and qualifications would you need and where could you actually work? Well, there, there are, I mean, there, there are, most of play workers at the moment work in, in school age childcare, uh, which is regulated services for, for kids in the afternoon after school, before and after school. Uh, and there are requirements for, for staff who work in those settings set by social services. And they require like half of the people to be qualified. They require people who work directly with kids. They require them to have a level two qualification. People who work with a bit of a management role, but also work directly with kids to have a level three qualification. Uh, and people who uh, manage a setting to have a level five qualification. So all those qualifications are available. But to be honest, you know, the qualifications are a bit of paper that's it, that gives you permission, if you like, to, to have that, apply for that and have that job. But it's what you do is more, what's more important. And that's what training's about. Training's not about, not just about getting you that qualification. It's about, it's about helping you do your job better. Okay. Now, the, 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 I mean, the, the, the unfortunate thing is that whilst we recognise it's the most important job in the world and therefore should be paid lots and lots and lots mm-hmm. of money, uh, society doesn't recognise it that way. Society thinks that anybody can work with children, which is absolute nonsense. And anybody can facilitate children's play, absolute nonsense. Uh, it's a, it's a, a professional job, but the, but, but the pay for it's very poor. So it's quite difficult to recruit people to, to become play workers and early years workers, primarily because of that, play, that pay scale. So, so there's an employers forum that Playboard are part of, and I'm involved in it as well. And re- one of the things it's trying to do is trying to promote play and play work and working in ch- with children in an early years or an education or a play work setting as a career, as a, as a really good career. And, you know, it is the best job in the world and the worst job in the world, both ruled into one. It's the best job because the difference you make with children is fab. But it's the worst world in the world because you get paid not very much for doing it. So, uh, and that and that means particularly that there are very few men involved in in working with children. There are a few more involved in play work than there would be in early years, but it's still something like only three or five percent of the whole workforce is uh, is male. So we need to work hard at getting more fellows in. Because children, lots of children need good, positive male role models in the setting because they don't get a chance to see those positive male role models other places. Uh, so, you know, there, there, there are a number of times when, when the employers forum will try and look at that and we've looked at it in social services as well before, thinking about in other countries, in Scotland, for example, 
they set up courses that were specifically for men to encourage them to right. to learn a wee bit, and very successfully, you know, to mm -hmm. learn a bit. Because fellas can be great play workers, just like women can, you know. And you'd encourage them to um, think of it as a career, very rewarding career. Well, absolutely. I mean, at those at those kind of with the employers firm going to careers conferences and so on, and like I'd be running after all the kids, <laughs> especially the fellas, and saying, "You fancy look? You fancy a career and work with kids?" You know. So then, um, do you want to tell us a wee bit about the Youth at Play project? That you're working on at the minute? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I would say you were asking me about my play memory earlier on. I mean, I, what, another play memory I have is playing is playing hunt outside the local chippy uh, for hours and hours, running through the gardens all across the really busy street and so on. But that, that wasn't when I was eight. That was when I was about 14 or 15. So, you know, that, was, that was a chance to to chill out with with the guys and the girls. That was that was, you know, that was like one an outdoor youth club. It was great. Yeah. So 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 play. I mean, I think I'm living proof, like lots of us are, that play doesn't just stop whenever you are no longer a child. So for young people, it's really important. And and in youth settings, the number of kids, younger kids that come to youth settings, has increased over the years. And and the, and they really need to. They really needed to address it so that they were meeting the needs of those younger kids. And of course, the best way to meet their needs is to meet their play needs. The most important needs that they have are their play needs. So the Youth at Play program, it's a, a pilot at the moment. It would be, be wonderful if we were able to roll it out across all of the youth services. But at the moment, it's, it's in Belfast and in ABC. And primarily, it's about... It's about encouraging youth workers to add on that kind of string to their bow that that is about making play happen or available within the youth setting so it's not all like serious groups about social education and so on that it's fun i mean one of the one of the uh, education authority leaders actually said we want this project to bring a bit of fun back into the youth service so so hopefully that's what it'll do we, you know we, we we're doing some training with the youth workers, helping them get in touch with play and understand a wee bit more about play and, and ways that they can make that happen in the youth work setting. Uh, and then working with uh, senior members, the 16, 17 year olds in the youth club, to kind of get the play message as well in the hope that they'll become like almost ambassadors for advocates, play. Yeah. Within, advocates for play within their, within their youth setting. So that's the Youth at Play programme. And really obviously, obviously, it's been a very challenging year for everyone, yourself included. You had to um, adapt your delivery. It was um, delivered online. So in terms of play, obviously, our own research has shown that active play went down during the pandemic. Um, social play obviously went down during lockdown. Um, digital play increased. Uh, what do you think the effect of um, the pandemic and lockdown has been on children's play from you know what you find talking to um, the people you're in touch with on a daily basis? Yeah, I, I was really optimistic at the beginning of the COVID. I know that sounds a bit odd, but I was really optimistic because in many ways it brought us back to basics. You know, it simplified life a lot more. People had more time, but they didn't have the space to play. 
they weren't allowed outside or they weren't allowed beyond right. whatever. Yeah. So their their space, you know, the playgrounds were closed, access to places closed. So so they weren't that whilst they had time to play, they didn't necessarily have the space to play. Especially those who, who didn't have a back garden or yeah. you know didn't have space locally. And 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 for lots of kids, they actually didn't have permission to play either, because everybody was so worried about them catching COVID that they uh, restricted their movement and and what they were allowed to do. They weren't allowed to touch anything or anybody, you know. So from being optimistic about getting back to basics and allowing kids space and time to play, I realised that that was job. <laughs> so so uh, we, we, there's a, we we have a term like play deprivation which is not just where children are deprived of play, but where they're deprived of a range of play. And, and that's what's happened for kids now. They've, they've had a year where the only play really that they've been properly engaged in has tended to be electronic play, you know, online and so on. So, yeah, because so, people uh, mightn't realise that there's, we say there's different play types. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like we, 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 have a, we, we would argue that that if you focus on play, then development and all those things take care of itself. But there needs to be a good range of play available uh, for the kids. They need to be engaged in the whole range of play, not just electronic play. I know there's a debate as to whether or not that is, but it is play. I mean, it's, it's managed by kids and so on. But but we we need to, kids need to be outdoors. They need to be physically active. They need to be engaged with socially with other people and so on and so on and so on in order for them to get that wider range of play. Otherwise, they experience play deprivation. And, and all the research shows now that as a result of that very, very limited opportunity that they've got to play, but <clears throat> either electronically or just with the family, has meant that for lots of kids, their, 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 their sense of well-being, their mental health has been affected. So in order to compensate for that, we need to make sure that now, whenever, whenever there's a bit of a release of the restrictions, that children get an opportunity to play. And, and we're all looking forward to what has to be for the survival of the kids, for their welfare, for their health and well-being, as well as for the health and well-being of, of families and communities and society, a summer of play. <laughs> yeah, bring it on, summer of play. Um, so finally then to finish off you talked about your favourite play memory from childhood what do you do now then in your free time to incorporate play into your life <laughs> well you enjoy touring about in the camper van I'm on City Sporter I'd like to go watch uh, uh, we're playing semi-final uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I enjoy going to watch sports you know, that's part of one of the things I I've just moved house near to the towpath, the lagging towpath. I'm lucky in that sense. Uh, so going out for walks and so on is just fab because it it, uh, it it closes everything off. It just allows you to be in the moment. And that's yeah. what play is. Play is just being in the moment. It's fab. I, I was talking earlier, earlier on about youth at play program. One of the youth workers in their assignment said something like comparing kids today with kids <coughs> with kids uh, her whenever she was playing she said the children now spent most time looking at uh, their phones mm. they're not playing in the moment yeah. which I thought was a fantastic way of describing it Something. so going out for a walk is like playing because it's like being in the moment 
So going out for a walk, cycling, I quite enjoy cycling. And when I moved house, I moved somewhere where I was able, where the, where the neighbours wouldn't be able to hear quite so much. So I bought myself. Oh. See me with a play, I go and play my drums. Very good. Well, Peter, it's been a joy. Thank you very much for agreeing to take part in our first podcast and being our first guest. Thank you to everyone at home for listening. We hope you found it interesting and informative and you can find lots of information and resources on our website. Just go to playboard.org. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And if you'd like to get in touch with any topics or any queries, um, you know, things you'd like us to cover in the future, just email info at playboard.org. We're going to leave with a quote. Would you like to supply the quote, Peter? Or will I, will I give a wee play so, quote? I always got George Bernard Shaw. What, yes. a, what a clever man. We he don't said, stop playing because we grow old. We grow old because we stop playing. It's important to help kids play, but it's also important to keep the play ourselves. There you go. Thank you very much. Until next time. Bye. Bye.